listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters, too. We are, and I'm so happy about that. Me, too. So our first segment is always interesting names we found since the last episode. And I got a message from my DNA thingy that said I had a new match. The woman was from Brazil, and her name is Thais, or Thais. It could also be pronounced ties or thighs, which is not so great. It's T-H-A-I-S. It's originally a Greek name, meaning the bond, ironically enough, because that's also a family name, bond. Thais is also a novel by Anatole France made into an opera by Massonet. Well, in a little bit of a different direction, in honor of the Denver Nuggets making it another round in the playoffs, Mm. I have decided to list some of the more interesting names of the players. These include Nikola, who is Serbian. Ooh, as in Tesla. Mm -hmm. Malik. Isaiah, of course. Monty. Mm. Mason and Jamal. And to tip a hat to females in the athletic world, I will discuss the top 10 women in the figure skating standings. These names are Alina, A-L-I-N-A, Satoko, which is Japanese, Evgenia, Caitlin, K-A-E-T-L-Y-N, Kaori, K-A-O-R-I, May, M-A-I, Wakaba, which is also Japanese, mm. Elizabeth, Marie, and finally, the first American in the top 10, American Brady Tunnell, B-R-A-D-I-E. Well, I wish them all well and congratulations. Top 10. Our topic of the week is names that mean other things. And now here's a disclaimer. We're going to talk about sexual terms, drug terminology, and several derogatory names in the process of explanation. And when we say names that mean other things, we do not mean words that became names like angel, rose, meadow, or river. We're specifically referring to names that started as names, but now have become used to refer to other things, usually in slang or colloquialisms. Yep. So starting with our title character, let's talk about Dick. First (laughs) off, many people ask us how Dick became a nickname for Richard. Similar to Bill being short for William and Bob for Robert. Well, the English, specifically the Cockney, are famous for their rhyming slang. It's a cultural thing. And if you haven't heard about rhyming slang, it's when they refer to a person or thing with a word that rhymes with it. Probably initially used as a code so people listening in wouldn't know what you were talking about. Okay, and while the name Richard comes from the old Germanic Ricartu, meaning literally hard ruler, probably figuratively brave ruler, it evolved into Old High German as Ricohart, and then through Old French, then Old English as Ricart, or Ricciart, and today as Richard. Rick was the first name for Richard, R-I-C, as a short form, then Dick was a rhymy name for Rick. 
The rec- first record of Dick referring to a male member wasn't until the 1890s as a British Army slang term, but in English it was used most prevalently to mean just a guy, like every Tom, Dick, and Harry. And Dick is also a name for an investigator or a detective, either officially employed by the police or a private Dick, popular in the noir days of the 1930s and 40s. Now, Cassell's Dictionary of Slang dates the penis sense of the word to the mid-1800s. The Oxford English Dictionary and the Random House Historical Dictionary of American Slang give citations from 1891 and 1888, respectively. So we don't really know how far back it goes, but it's safe to say that in the English languages, most people identify the name Dick with the penis. All right. Well, in the millennial generation, for sure. Like sending a... Dick pic. Picture. It's called a dick pic. Just say it. Ay, ay, ay. Why, why is that a thing anyway? This is crazy. Ask Anthony Weiner. That's such an unfortunate name. Anyway, <clears throat> other names that mean penis include Willie, Peter, Johnson and Rod. And then Woody means erection because it gets hard like wood, I suppose. Jack, as in jack off, means to masturbate for a man. Mm -hmm. It also means to steal, like carjack, or be muscular, like that guy's jacked. Rob also means to steal. True. Now, other sexualized names include cherry for the vagina, assuming because it's of the same color. Fanny is a funny term for your butt. We had an Aunt Fanny. We did. I wish we knew the story behind that. And speaking about family, we also had a cousin Butch. Although I think that was her nickname. I don't even know what her real name was. Do you? You did the family tree. I think it was Butch. Okay. And historically, Butch meant a manly man, muscle man. It was also a style of haircut. But then when it crossed genders, it meant a woman with masculine signals, personal appearance or style. The term Butch materialized as an underground term in the 1930s and 40s, used by working class women as well as gay men to describe masculinity in their own communities. Women were suddenly allowed culturally to wear pants in public because during World War II, They went to work in factories and other blue-collar jobs to replace the men who were off at war. Those who adopted the style and masculine signals were called butch women. Interesting. The child version of that name is tomboy. That word was first used in the 16th century, meaning a boisterous boy child, but then morphed to mean a girl with boyish characteristics. Now, the name gay was popular as a female name and only started to mean homosexual within the LGBTQ community as early as about the 1920s. But it wasn't widely used in everyday vernacular as being gay until the late 1960s when it actually dropped off the name charts. The name gay was most popular in the U.S. from about 1935 to 1961. As a word, like in gay peri or the gay divorcee, it just meant happy. And as early as the 1700s, the word gay meant sexually carefree or uninhibited by moral constraints. So that's the history of how it morphed into meaning non-hetero. Other names that were derogatory for a gay male in particular were Faye, Nancy, Pansy, or Nellie, referring to them being effeminate. 
And another sexual term that is associated with a name or nickname is BJ. Remember when people could actually go by the initials BJ? There was even a popular TV show called BJ and the Bear from the late 70s. Oh, okay, and don't forget BJ and Dirty Dragon show. Oh man, that was such a good show. But now the BJ and Dirty Dragon show just sounds nasty. Because BJ is now used as an acronym for... uh... Blowjob. Yeah, that. Why can't you say these words? (laughs) (laughs) Was the BJ and Dirty Dragon show just a Chicago thing? Yeah, I just looked it up. It was a Chicago kids program on WFLD-TV starring Bill Jackson and his puppets. Oh, okay. Anyway, the last one I have relates to sex is Randy, which is another term for horny or ready for sex, baby. Randy, yes, that's a pretty old-fashioned term. Not used much anymore. So, moving on to bodily functions. Aunt Flo or Aunt Rose have been used as euphemisms for menstruation. Flow referring to your menstrual flow. And Rose, I guess, referring to the color of blood. Uh, So a woman would say, sorry, not feeling well. Aunt Flo is visiting this weekend. Back when it was taboo to refer to it. So silly. Not for you, though. You're too old. Oh, oh, me? Just me? Okay. (laughs) Other bodily names include Colin or colon, I guess, especially when it's pronounced like colon as in Paul. We had a cat named Ace, which has jumped onto the human charts. But don't name your kid Deuce. Due to the popularity of Family Guy, Deuce has entered the vernacular meaning poop, (laughs) such as number one and number two. Drop a deuce means to drop a poop. Ralph and Chuck, or Upchuck, are used as verbs meaning to vomit. And that might have just been straight up onomatopoeia. They sound like the act of vomiting. Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're done with body parts and functions. Unless you know of any more, I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, Monty means to be necky, like the full Monty. And I think that's just a British term. Uh, Does anyone name their kids Monty anymore, like short for Montgomery? It's interesting that you bring that up because I'm just about to mention that at the end of the podcast. I like the name. How about eating and food? A Reuben is a sandwich, but named after the man who invented it, Arnold Reuben, proprietor of Reuben's Restaurant and Deli on East 58th Street. He created it first in 1914 in New York City. It is a sandwich with Swiss cheese, corned beef, sauerkraut, and Russian dressing, often grilled on rye bread. Blech. Oh my God, you don't love Reuben's? I do not. I bet you don't like sauerkraut. I don't like sauerkraut. (laughs) I love sauerkraut. (laughs) And I don't like corned beef. And I don't like Russian dressing. And I don't like rye bread. But the Swiss cheese sounds great. (laughs) So that must be the worst sandwich ever for you. (laughs) If it just had beets and cauliflower, it would be definitely the worst. Some other terms, Oscar and Emmy, are now used for the Film and Television Academy Awards, respectively. For the Motion Picture Academy Award, the story goes that the AA librarian Margaret Herrick first saw the statue in 1931, and she said that it looked like her Uncle Oscar. And so the employees affectionately started calling it that. And now the tale morphed into Betty Davis coining the term, but she did not. And we said this in a previous episode, but the Emmy was named after the image orthicon tube used in early TV cameras. It was first the Emmy, I-M-M-Y, but then later changed 
to Emmy because the statuette is female. On to money. Penny came from the British term pence, which was one one hundredth of a pound. The name Penny is usually used as a short form of Penelope. The Jackson is a slang term for a $20 U.S. bill because Andrew Jackson is on it, although he might be replaced by Harriet Tubman. So will we soon be calling it a Tubman or a Harriet? Maybe. And just to remember that in Vegas, if you're a big tipper, you're a George. Oh, I didn't know that. But isn't a George on a $1 bill? Is that a big tip? Yes, But it was, when it was coined, a big tip when they were passing out many Georges at once. I see. All right. So some other random name words. Prissy, P-R-I-S-S-Y, is short for Priscilla, but can also mean fussy or exceptionally neat. Mm -hmm. Frank is a nickname for Francis, which also means to be honest or truthful. Jean or jeans is a name for denim, like jean jacket. According to historyofjeans.com, that's a thing, jeans are named after the city of Genoa, Italy, a place where cotton corduroy was manufactured. They were invented by Jacob Davis and Levi Strauss. They're also called Levi's. The word denim is actually from a place name. It means from Nîmes, France. So, denim. Never knew that. Hmm. Speaking of Jacob, Jake is a slang term meaning all right or fine. Yeah, man, I'm Jake. But Jaked with a D means hi. And now we're on to drug names. Okay. (laughs) And our second title character, Mary Jane. Mary Jane is a common euphemism from marijuana. They just used the name elements from Mary and Juana, both Spanish, and translated them to English, probably to code the fact that you're referring to the drug back when it was illegal. Hey, you bring in Mary Jane to the party tonight? <laughs> How often have you said that, Jennifer? <laughs> Probably zero. <laughs> so right. cool. A Mary Jane is also a style of shoe, those ballet slipper-looking flats, and it's the name of Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Mary Jane M.J. Watson is a fictional character, the love interest of Spider-Man's alter ego, Peter Parker. Also, Rick James had a song named Mary Jane, which I'm pretty sure was about the weed. On our Facebook page, our fan Saskia, or Saskia wrote, A few years back, I came across the birth announcement of a girl named Wheat, or W-I-E-T. Wheat. Maybe Wheat. Yeah, it's the Dutch version of weed. I'm honestly shocked it got accepted when her birth was officially registered. I live in the Netherlands, and we have some names that will not be accepted. Interesting. Thanks for sharing. And that reminds me, another name that means pot or marijuana is bud. Oh, yeah, bud. Obviously from the plant term. Slipping someone a Mickey originally came from the term Mickey Finn. It's a drink laced with a psychoactive drug or incapacitating agent, usually chloral hydrate, given to someone without their knowledge with the intent to incapacitate them. And it was named after a man, Mickey Finn, who was the keeper of Chicago's Lone Star Saloon back in the late 19th and early 20th century. He was alleged to have drugged and robbed his customers. Oh, my dear. That Mickey Finn, he was sure a bad dude. A bad guy. (laughs) Well, anyway, other drug names include Molly or Adam, which means ecstasy, Addy for Adderall, Snow for cocaine, Dexies. Uh, I don't know. For DXM. 
Crystal or Chrissy for crystal meth. Kit Kat or Jet for ketamine. Vicks? Vikes? For Vicodin. I think it's Vic. Yeah. And Lucy for LSD. I know where that came from. The Beatles song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was long suspected as a song written about the drug LSD, which was popular with the hippie generation of that time. Well, actually, I think it was a art project that Julian Lennon did. And when John or Paul, I can't remember which one wrote it. John. John. Okay. When John saw it, he asked what it was about. And Julian said, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Hmm, interesting. Okay, back to some other random name words. Jerry in World War II meant a German soldier. The name Wade is another word for traveler, but also means to walk into shallow water. Lukewarm means sort of warm, mostly for water. Roger in the U.S. military. It is common to reply to a message with Roger that, meaning I agree or understood. The origin of this phrase dates back to the telegraph machine when the Morse code letter R was used to indicate okay or understood. Chad, like the famous hanging Chad, are those punch outs of paper or cardboard like on election day. We all learned about this in the hanging Chad scandal of the 2000 U.S. presidential election between Bush and Gore. Yep. Sheila means a cute woman in Australia or just a woman. I've never liked the name Aryan or Aryan with a Y because it's too identified with the World War II meaning of like cleansing the human race or the master race, whatever. Arya or Aya is as close as I like to get, like from Game of Thrones. And on that note, Becky is used now as a name for a typical white girl. She's such a Becky. And we're not Beckys at all. I no, right. <laughs> NOLA is an acronym for New Orleans, Louisiana. And now we're getting into some sensitive territory where we talk about ethnicities. We're going to say some derogatory terms that are names, but we mean them as educational. So please take that into account. A Mick or a Patty is a derogatory term for an Irish person, usually a man, as Guido is for Italian and Fritz for German. If you call someone a or the Guido or a Mick, it's derogatory. Or if you refer to them with that name when you don't know their name or it's not their name, like Guido over there wants to buy you a drink. So don't do that. Yeah, please don't. All right, and this one's extra sensitive. So an Uncle Tom is used to refer to a black person who conforms to the white man's stereotype of black people in order to conform or appease them. Interestingly, though, it comes from an anti-slavery novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, by American author Harriet Beecher Stowe in 1852. Ironically enough, in the original novel, Uncle Tom was a martyr who assisted in freeing the black folks and refuses to betray the location of two black women who have escaped from slavery. However, when the novel was converted to a stage play, the post-Civil War rewrite changed Uncle Tom into a man who was loyal to his kindly, haha, masters, and therefore changed the entire meaning of the character and therefore spawned the derogatory term. So his character originally was a man who freed the slaves and was anti the man. So, huh, I never knew that. Now, a Charlie could refer to white people as the collective oppressor group, similar to the man or the system for 
the African-American culture in the 60s and 70s, but it's also a term used in the Vietnam War by American troops as a shorthand term for Vietnamese guerrillas. It came from Victor Charlie, the NATO phonetic alphabet for VC, as an abbreviation for Viet Cong. And there are a lot of antiquated slang terms. Abigail used to mean ladies' maid. Abigail's and Andrews was a collective term for servants. And <laughs> where'd you find this one? A Mary Andrew was an old slang used for to mean a clown. Ew, he's a Mary Andrew. <laughs> it sounds so creepy. It is creepy. <sighs> Aunt Sally was a term for a person or thing who's been set up as an easy target for criticism, specifically in politics, to deflect attention from the real issue. That sounds familiar. (laughs) All right. Rufus means cool. Pollyanna, from the film of the same name and book, has come to mean someone who is overly optimistic. Similarly, Jezebel means a loose woman. Bobby is an English street cop. Betty used to mean a hottie, a hottie woman. What a Betty, I say. I say, I say. Homer, like home run in baseball. Jimmy means to wiggle something to open it up. Another literary movie name, Lolita, now refers to a hypersexualized underaged girl. From the book by Nabokov. In other languages, Gil in Poland means booger. Chloe, like C-H-L-O-E, is German slang for toilet, just like Lou is in British English. And Lou is also a nickname for lieutenant. John is a term for the toilet in the U.S. after its supposed inventor, Sir John Harrington. But it was actually Alexander Cummings that received the first patent for a flushing water closet. So it really should be called the Alex. Uh, Excuse me while I go to the Alex, Jennifer. All right, well, Kara or Kara, K-H-A-R-A. So in Arabic, this lovely name means, well, Kaka, the S word. In the 1960s, a priest in a Danish church, unfamiliar with the English name Tessa, refused to allow a baby to be given the name, as it sounds like Tessa, Tissa, T-I-S-S-E, the Danish word for urinate. After that, though, the country began to regulate first names And funny enough, Tessa is now on the list of its pre-approved baby names. Gary sounds like the Japanese word Gary, which means diarrhea. How did we get back to bodily functions? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Joe Blow is an average guy. Joey is a baby kangaroo. Cup of Joe is coffee. I need a cup of Joe right now. A Tommy gun was actually the Thompson submachine gun invented by John T. Thompson in 1918, also known as the Chicago typewriter. Gotta love our hometown, Tommy guns and Mickey Finn and all that. Well, I tell you what, my kind of town. John Doe, Jane Doe are names used for unidentified people, typically corpses. A John or a Jane also is used as a term for the client of a prostitute. And now we get to Isis. You know, 30 years ago, I might have considered this name. I think it's beautiful. Isis was, is, was an Egyptian goddess. It comes from the ancient Egyptian word for throne. Unfortunately, now the name is identified with ISIS, the terrorist organization, originally an acronym for Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. 
Yeah, and right around the time the acronym became popular, other organizations and companies with that name started to change their names. On the TV series Downton Abbey, the family had a dog named Isis who was mysteriously killed off when the acronym turned political. Hmm. (laughs) The Isis is another name for the River Thames in England, from its ancient name, Tamesis. But they don't call it the Isis anymore. So guys, those are all the names that we have figured out that mean something else. I hope you've learned something. The more you know about names, the more informed you are when naming your babies. If you know of any that we missed, write us. We're always here for you at podcast at babynames.com. In our previous episode on names and branding, we talked about grabbing your domain name or your kid's domain name, and now it's so easy to do. And it's cheap. For only 99 cents, you can register your name or your child's name at Namecheap.com for one whole year. Boy, am I glad I got JenniferMoss.com when I did, because I didn't realize how many of us are out there. And hopefully you can grab your domain name before someone else does. To get the deal, go to Babynames.com homepage and look for Featured Product. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Well, Nicole Snooky Polizzi and husband Johnny Lavalle recently revealed the name they've picked for their third child. And we guessed it might be traditionally Italian like their other two children, Giovanna Marie and Lorenzo Dominic. And for sure, they have chosen Angelo, meaning angel or messenger of God. The baby is due in June. Today's show anchor, Hoda Kotby, revealed the big news to viewers and her co-anchors live on air that she has adopted her second child, a baby girl. Hoda named her second daughter Hope Catherine. And Hope joins older sister Haley Joy, whom Cotby adopted in 2017. Australian actress, writer, model, and film producer Teresa Palmer welcomed her third child, a baby girl named Poet Lake Palmer, on April 12th. Ooh. Palmer and husband Mark Weber were married in 2013 and have two older sons, Forrest and Bodhi, the B-O-D-H-I version. Mark also has a son from a previous relationship. So that's Forrest, Bodhi, and Poet. Seems to fit each other, but fit anything else, I don't know. I like Poet Palmer. Poet Palmer? Poet Lake Palmer? Wait, Lake Palmer sounds terrible. There is a Lake Palmer. Oh, really? I did not know that. YouTube star Nash Greer, who first rose to fame on the platform Vine, announced he and his fiancée Taylor Giavasis are expecting their first child. The announcement comes as a surprise to many, especially after Greer shut down pregnancy rumors back in December. Ooh. Congratulations to singer-songwriter Kay Michelle, who is expecting twins by way of her surrogate today. The celebrity mom and her surrogate off officially made the announcement via their social media platforms earlier this month. Tanae of the popular YouTube channel Us Plus Four said she was going to be a surrogate for a celeb but didn't want to give the celebrity's name. Those who follow K. Michelle knew it was her. Apparently they are BFFs and Tanae wanted to give K. Michelle the gift. FYI, K. Michelle's real name is Kimberly Michelle Pate. I knew it was K. Michelle. I'll tell you that much. Well, there you go. 
And we're on Baby Watch for both Meghan Markle and Amy Schumer. The Royal Baby is due end of April and beginning of May. So maybe by the time our next episode comes out, we'll have a baby and a name for you. We've both predicted that we believe Harry and Meghan will go super conservative and name the baby with traditional English names like Cuzzies, George, Charlotte, and Louie. Yes, but I actually think the middle name is going to honor her mother, Doria Raglan. Doria, D-O-R-I-A, is a beautiful name of Greek origin, meaning from the sea. As far as Amy Schumer, (laughs) on the other hand, naming is a wild card. She could have the next Moxie crime fighter or Wonder Woman Fisher. Amy is married to Chris Fisher, an American chef and farmer who lives and works on Martha's Vineyard. Hmm. For up-to-the-minute celebrity baby news, go to babynames.com and click on Celebrities in the Menu. And our final segment is when we take questions from you, our listeners. And we get so many. Thanks for writing in. And we try to get to each and every one of them. So I'll start with the first one. Hello, Jennifer and Mallory. Our first baby is due in less than two weeks. We don't know the gender, so we picked a boy and girl name, but they didn't let us know the girl name. My husband decided he didn't love the boy name we agreed on last weekend. Yikes. I'm reaching out because he comes from a Jewish-Ukrainian family with naming rules. You are supposed to name your child after your paternal grandparents if they're no longer living. Naming a child after a living relative is bad luck. His grandfather's name was Boris, but neither of us love that as a first name. We agreed to use it as a middle name, but I'm feeling stuck coming up with a first name that goes with Boris. We agreed on Brendan, which I still like, but he doesn't love. But he has not suggested any alternatives. Mm. I also like the name Keith and Ethan, but not sure they go with the other names. He said he'd like a name that wasn't so traditionally American English. Any suggestions? Thank you, and I love your podcast, Caitlin A. All right. Well, I do like Brendan or Brandon, I like Brian or Brom, you know, kind of to go with Boris theme. I don't like Boris. Sorry, guys. You know, if you really want to honor a Jewish relative, one of the things you can do is look up the relative's Hebrew name. That's a good idea. Often on Ancestry.com, they'll have the Hebrew name there as well uh if you do a lot of looking up it, that takes a little work Ooh. um but having the hebrew name you can go off that you can riff off that as opposed to uh boris sorry don't like it well it's, it reminds me of boris badenoff from the bullwinkle cartoon <laughs> i mean that's just yeah. that's an american association <laughs> but you know what i say about the process is it never works if one parent just throws out names and the other parent just has veto power no 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 what about this no what about that no if you try to throw the spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks you're just gonna, never going to get anywhere. So I would say require your husband, your partner, to come to the table with names of his own. Let him do some of the work. Let him do some research and just not have yes or no power. That's right. Because historically, I know from working with thousands and thousands of expecting parents, that doesn't work. Not fair. Nope. And now why don't you read the second letter, Mal? 
Okie doke. Good afternoon, Jennifer and Mallory. My husband and I are expecting our first baby in August. He didn't want to know the sex, and I can't keep a secret, so we need to pick out two names for this baby. We have a girl's name, but are completely stuck on a boy's name. I love Fletcher, but my husband's business is linked to this name. Didn't realize this when I mentioned the name. And I think it would be weird to name our son Fletcher for this reason. We want names not in the top 500. Is there a way to search names that fall outside the top 500? Thanks, Nicole. Mm, Okay. Uh, So, Jennifer, are there ways to search names that fall outside the top 500? There's a couple ways. On babynames.com, if you go to search names in our menu, there is a menu item for unique names. And those are names that are not in the top 100, 200, 500. So that's one way. Another way is to go to the U.S. Social Security site under baby names, search for the top 1,000 names for 2017, or in a couple weeks they'll be releasing 2018, and then you can see all the ones that rank below 500. You'll get 501 to 1000 and that might give you some ideas as for Fletcher I think it's a cute name I have a friend named Thatcher T-H-A-T-C-H-E-R which would be a great alternative it wouldn't be named after your husband's company and that is an occupational surname it came from a roof Thatcher I think that sounds really sophisticated yeah I kind of like it but what would you call him for short that <laughs> he doesn't need a nickname. I mean, my Thatcher went by Thatcher. Okay. Then. It's a short name as it is. Well, to me, it sounds like they like surnames. As far as mm-hmm. boy names, there's a ton of them, but there are so many in the top 500. So I would pick up a Shakespeare book and look at both last names mm. as well as occupation names. So for instance, and this is referring to a name that we mentioned a few times in this episode, you could do Montague and you could call him Monty for short. Monty, there you go. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Montgomery, but Montgomery's kind of cool too. Yeah, but is it in the top 500? Probably not. I'd have to go look it up. Montague definitely is not. No, I know. It is associated with Romeo. It was Romeo's last name, right? Exactly. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's it for our show. Thanks for tuning in. And if you love us, rate us, but not if you hate us. But not if you hate us. Don't forget to subscribe on all your podcatchers. We love all our listeners out there. And I love you, Mel. I love you too, Jen. And we love our sisters, Kate and Sue. And a very happy birthday to our sister, Kate, who's been battling cancer for the last year and a half. The doctors gave her only six months to live and she's on month 20. So take that, cancer. Happy birthday. And here's to many, many more. Many, many more. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, folks. Bye, guys.